Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or lost your 10th gratitude journal, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I have another amazing interview to share with you. Probably the thing I love most of all is introducing new people to our community. And today, my goodness, I'm so excited for Marissa Hammond because she is a self-love and life coach. So you'll hear all about her in the guest intro. Now, before we go any further, I wanted to check in with you. How are you feeling? You know, the first few weeks of January have gone by. Are you feeling okay? Are you experiencing, you know, Blue Monday? What is going on with you and how have you been taking care of yourself? Self-love, of course, means taking really good care of our bodies and our minds and our spirit. And I wanted to ask you what you're doing right now to keep your immune system healthy. I have spoken a number of times about the importance of keeping our immune system really strong and healthy so that we can be prepared when we are confronted with different viruses and bacteria, and we want our immune system to be in optimal health. So I wanted to recommend taking a closer look at our product partner, Usana Health Sciences, and some of the products that we have to share and support your immune system. My favorite immune support products are vitamin D, an absolute critical uh, product for a healthy immune system, vitamin C, which uh, USANA has in a number of different products as well. In Canada, it's available as a product called Poly C. In the US, it's available as Booster C. And um, my third most important support for immune system is a mushroom powder product that has beta glucans and zinc. And that one's called Proglucamune. I know it's a mouthful. However, it really is about keeping your immune system primed and ready for when it comes under attack. I have been using these products for myself and my family for over a decade. The Proglucamune is a newer product. Uh, However, I've been using it every single day since it launched uh, four years ago. I don't go a day without it because it's for everyday immunity. To learn more about these and other USANA products that can support your overall well-being and optimal nutrition for your cells, please visit wakeupwithgratitude.usana.com forward slash share. That's wakeupwithgratitude.usana.com forward slash share to learn all about how these amazing products can support you and your family. And when you purchase directly through this link, you'll get the same preferred pricing that I do, which is a savings of 10% off the retail price of USANA. And you'll be directly connected to me, which means I can support you at no extra cost through your lifestyle journey with USANA. That's wakeupwithgratitude.usana.com forward slash share. (laughs) 
Marissa Hammond is a self-love and life coach who navigated a journey from being raised in a tight-knit religious family to figuring out who she is as a human being and how she can best serve others. Once she left home for college, she chose to become a certified personal trainer and she thought that would be her career for life. A soul-searching journey to Australia, pre-pandemic, led her to becoming a life coach and supporting others to practice self-love and live authentically every day. It was such a joy to interview Marissa for the podcast, and I'm just really excited to share this interview with you today. Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I am very excited to share with you a new friend. Uh, Good morning, Marissa. Good morning, Julie. And of course, it's afternoon for you. I always forget all these people in Eastern time zone, I tell you, but uh, Marissa Hammond and I actually connected through Instagram. She was amazing and reached out to me um, because she'd been listening to the podcast. And as soon as I saw the way that she described herself on Instagram and I started looking at her pictures, I said, I would absolutely love to share you with our audience. So Marissa is a self-love and life coach. Oh, like she really does embody self-love. She is a certified personal trainer. She loves to travel and adventure, and she has definitely navigated through some difficult and challenging times. But if you want to be connected with someone who shares love and gratitude in so many different ways and through really through her photos and her stories, uh, Marissa is someone you want to connect with. So I would love for you to give us a little kind of hint around your story and how you became this beautiful self-love and life coach. Oh, thank you so much for the introduction. Um, yeah, I'm so happy to share. I, uh, I was born and raised in a small little town in Ontario. We had the population said 400 people and there's probably around that many people there. Um, so well, I was, I was born and raised in Ottawa, but I was six when we moved out there. Everything I remember from my childhood, my perception was there. Um, and I was homeschooled all the way through high school. I was one of nine kids. I was in a small religious town and like that was my life was homeschooling, big families and religion. And it was very interesting over the course of my young formative years and up and through middle school and high school because my entire life was around God, right? You hear about people who are raised religious or people who are religious. And it was like, I was really religious. We went to mass anywhere between four to six times a week, right? We would say the rosary almost every day, right? I remember by the time when I was in middle school and then high school, I would be in all these different religious choirs. I mean, I can, I still remember how to sing the entire mass in Latin, right? Um, So it's like, I was, I was in religion and that was just, that was my life. And the purpose of life was to know, love and serve God. And it was that. And I remember when I was somewhere between 12 and 16 is really where things start to shift. I started to have questions about like, maybe is this the truth? Is this not? Why do I believe the things I believe? And by the time I got to being 17, 18, 19, I was realizing I actually don't believe this. The only reason I believed this before was because I was taught it, but my head knew it wasn't real, but my heart still longed for it to be real. And so when I left the church, I was like, well, then what's the purpose of my life? Who am I? And a lot of those, those questions and like those desires, that desire just to want to be loved and who I was like so much of my self-worth had come from being a daughter of God. 
And mm-hmm. this was my life purpose. And then when suddenly that wasn't it anymore, I was like, well, I'm worthless, I guess. Like, what's what what's my worth? And this was all happening kind of subconsciously. Like, I wasn't really aware of it. Um, but when I left the the religious town when I was 19 and I moved to Ottawa two and a half hours away, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And I was looking at different programs in school and I realized I was like, oh, well, on a conscious level thinking like I'm a human being, I want to make sure that I take care of myself, my body. That's something I know about me. Maybe I don't know what my purpose is, but I know I'm a human being and I better take care of the body. And that's also some other way I can help other people. So I went to school at Algonquin college and I did fitness and health promotion and became a personal trainer. Looking back, hundred percent what was going on was I was going, I have no purpose and value to the world. I get attention and people love me based off my body. So I better figure out how I can remain fit and sexy the rest of my life. Otherwise no one's going to love me and I'm going to have no worth. So it was interesting now looking back and being like, Oh, that's actually what was going on. And going through school, being the perfectionist from religion, because in religion, my belief, I was like, if I didn't do it perfect, it was a sin and you'd be going to hell. So my perfectionism of course kicks in, which it's fantastic because it meant it, I was up at the top of my class and I did phenomenally in school and I got a really, really great job out of there. Um, but on the inside, just because I was outside performing well on the inside, subconsciously, I didn't realize that there were still all these broken parts of me mm-hmm. and how much of this I was still doing from that place of emptiness and trying to do it to have others love me rather than from a place of starting at love and doing it to take care of myself and nurture myself because I actually did love myself. So I went through that did some holistic personal training and lifestyle coaching for five years. And then in September 2020 or 2019, I was in a meditation because I kept hitting heads with myself. I, when I was younger, I'd started to develop overeating and binge eating disorder. And, and there was a lot of shame for me around my body, around food, all these other things. And it was in 2020 when I was like, why am I keep butting my head against myself? Why can't I just figure this out? And I was in a meditation and it just came to me. It's like, you're doing something amazing, but it's not meant for you right now. Mm. And I was like, oh, interesting. So I sat with that for a little bit and then I ended up leaving. So I left the gym, this thing that I thought was going to be like my life, my career, everything. And at the time I had been with my partner for probably two years. So at this point I had been with my partner, who's a woman who I'm now engaged to. Um, but it was cool because I was like, I knew I had to go and find something for myself. So she also gave me the support and she's like, I got the dog, I got the house, you go and you figure this out. So because of that, I was also able to hop on a plane two days after two, three days after I finished my last day of work and go from Ottawa to Australia and spend two and a half months there just soul searching. And that was quite the experience because I came face to face with realizing when, when I created that quiet space, I came face to face with that awareness of, oh my goodness, I still have these pains. Oh my goodness, this is me trying to show up a certain way to try to fix myself or do the right thing versus realizing, oh, I already, just by being me, I already am doing the right thing. I don't have to force it. I can just live from that place of love. I can just show up. And while I was down there in Australia, I kind of made this deal with the universe and I said, all right, I'm open. If you want me to do something, let me know. And then two days later, somebody messaged me on Instagram being like, hey, I've been following your story for a couple of years and see what you're doing. And I was wondering, do you do life coaching? So I said, well, guess I do. I was like, I'll try. So I jumped in and I tried. And I remember like my whole body 
after this first session was just like alive. It was like, this, this is me. This is what Mm. my gift is. And the amount of joy I got from that, from showing up as me using my gifts, I was like, all right. And then like, while I was in Australia, COVID hit. Yeah. And I came back to Canada yeah. and everything's been in lockdown and it's been insane it's and it's been not crazy. been comfortable. And I'm trying to figure out how do I trust myself and do this life coach thing and how do I love myself and start a business and all these other things. And it's been insane and that's okay because yeah. I'm, yeah, it's a combination of trusting the process, knowing it's all going to work out and through the process also consciously loving myself every single step of the way. And knowing that when something doesn't line up and it doesn't feel quite right, mm, that's not quite me. How can I shift and pivot? So it's been a journey. I know it it's has. not over. There's so many more to come. But oh my gosh, kind of, I know. That's where I am. <laughs> wow, there's a lot. Yeah, thank you. That's a lot to share. And I'm glad you shared the story of your childhood because obviously that's a big part of all those developmental and form- formative years. The messages you were told. Uh, it's interesting because, yeah, there is a whole sector of homeschooling that choose to homeschool their children for religious reasons because the school system, most school systems don't, you know, religion isn't a part of it. So it is, it is, you're not the only one who grew up that way. And it continues to be the case today. However, there are a lot of homeschooling families like ours that do it for very different reasons. We do unschooling, which is probably the total opposite of the kind of homeschooling that you did and grew up with. And um, it's interesting too, that you found the courage to go and to dive into something, even though you weren't, you know, really sure what you were doing, you know, becoming a personal trainer and the, even the trip to Australia and my heart kind of like, my heart started to beat faster when you talked about that, because we're now recording this in January of 2021, which is a year, your trip was a year ago. And I had friends who were also in Australia when the borders were closing, Canadian friends. And you know, this, you got that chance and my friends got it. They went for a different reason, but they also got this chance to visit. And I do think there is a collective loss and a collective grief for all those that this year couldn't go on that trip to discover yourself. Didn't take the gap year abroad. All of these ways that travel and adventure really fuel our soul. So I think more than ever, we need people like you who are, you know, able to coach people and support people and maybe living from your experience, help them to find themselves and and go into their, their true gifts, maybe without that chance to, to take off and see the world. Cause I do think we're going to get there, but we're not, I don't know. I don't know why people thought when we turned the page of the calendar that like all of a sudden everything would be fine. <laughs> it's like so funny. So I really admire you. And I think, you know, divine timing, right? Like you went in January, like really divine timing. So um, you mentioned very briefly in passing though, uh, one of your struggles, which I think a lot of people would look at you and wonder like, from the outside, they'd be like, well, you seem really healthy and fit. So how did overeating and like binge eating, I just, I can't even understand how that would happen to someone who looks like you in air quotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And like looking back, I can, I can, see, it stems from many different places, right? So if we look at overeating and binge eating 
there's different things that will stem it, right? Like there's the emotional side of things and then there's the chemical side of things, right? There's also the habitual side of things, right? Your, your physical body remembers the patterns of things you eat and times and everything like that, right? But also the chemistry in your body, if it's off balance, it's going to make you crave other things and make you want to overeat. And also if your emotions aren't stable, if you don't know how to deal with those, then your body will then crave the food to then suppress the emotion or to numb it out. So it's almost like a, like for me, it was like an anxiety medication, right? Okay. It was my food, right? So for different people, it'll stem for different reasons. Um, looking back, I think it stemmed for a combination of all of them, right? And, and it's through a combination of also being aware of all of them, which is how I currently now manage it, right? Because it still is something which comes up, right? Um, I, I do, and like, there's different people who are addicted to different things in different amounts, right? Addiction runs in my family. My mom's, uh, she's been sober for over 30 years, but she was an alcoholic. I've got a sister who's been sober for over two and a half years. I'm so proud of my younger sister. It's pretty amazing to see what she's done. Um, but like alcohol affects the brain a certain way. Um, but addiction. So I think the sugar especially affects my brain a certain way. And we know that sugar is addictive. You look at the science behind it. We already know that, but some people are also more susceptible to it than others. So I think that that's just one of the ways I'm wired, which is okay. But looking back because of that religion, and there were so many different rules on things I could or could not do. Food was one thing that I didn't have to worry about in regards to it being a sin, right? Um, yes, gluttony is a sin, but it was one of those ones that it was for some reason it was kind of like socially and religiously kind of acceptable. It was like you're not allowed to have sex, you're not allowed to overdrink, you're not allowed to do all these other sinful things, but food is okay, <laughs> right? So as a kid, not knowing how to process my emotions and there wasn't like I didn't feel there was space for that. Uh, because I was the second oldest of nine kids and I was homeschooling myself and there was many amazing homeschooling parts, like you said, of all the unschooling stuff I got to have, but also with the nine kids, I mean, it meant that when it was time to go outside and play, I had to get seven other kids ready before I'd actually go outside and play. So I felt like a second parent. So I would use food as a way to manage my anxiety, but also when other emotions or other things came up. I didn't feel like there was space for me to discuss them or feel them. So I would put food into my body to make that feel better. Same mm -hmm. thing. When I started to realize like, what's my purpose in life? What's my worth? I'm worthless. If that was my belief and that's what I thought, that really hurts when you come to terms with that. So instead of feeling that, it was a lot easier for me to feed that and fill myself up physically, even if I was feeling empty, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, wow. Oh my goodness. I... You know, the sugar thing is so interesting because I do believe what you said, which is sugar is addictive for some people, not everyone. And I will put myself in that category of sugar is the thing I struggle with the most. Um, I I'm doing dry January right now. Like I don't even care. Uh, I've gone, I spent two years not drinking, didn't even care. Like it didn't matter to me. If I start drinking again, I can have two drinks and I can stop. No big deal. Alcohol isn't a trigger for me, but sugar, and it creeps up on me. It's like, I have a little bit and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. And that's one of the reasons I do this. Like I do a five set, five day reset program a couple times a year. Cause it resets me and reminds me it's a strategy that I use to help me get back to feeling good and not eating sugar to yeah. For anxiety or for stress or just, cause it does feel good for a minute. 
And then you're tired and you're not moving your body as much and you're not all these things. And it's really interesting. And I appreciate you sharing this because people often put personal trainers on a pedestal. Like they're, they're eating must be perfect. And they, they're, you know, I really don't like the term clean eating. Cause I feel like it's like, well, what my food is dirty. Like I, I anyway, that's a whole other discussion, but you know, we sometimes put a trainer on a, a pedestal and we're like, and especially one who is, you know, on the smaller body type. And I mean, you are, if you're not watching the video, but I mean, you're a very attractive woman in my, in my humble opinion. Um, you know, but it's more because not just because of the way you look, it's because of the energy you have and this beautiful smile and you, you know, you don't look like someone who would have struggles or addictions or that kind of mm -hmm. thing. And I think when we share these stories from people that we look up to, and we know that they're real human beings with struggles, I think it helps the rest of us. And I think this kind of transitions into our conversation about, okay, so now we're human beings with struggles, difficulties, anxiety, all these things. How do we get back to self-love? Because that's, that's where it all started for me, Marissa. You know, mm -hmm. I started this podcast as an, an activity of 30 days of self-love for me to learn how to love myself better. So tell me a little bit about what that phrase or that term means to you. We'll be right back to the podcast after this short word for our partner, USANA Health Sciences. Oh, friends, I don't know about you, but I had a fantastic time over the holiday season. I ate my favorite foods. I enjoyed more chocolate than I normally do, drank a little bit more alcohol, and just really enjoyed myself over the holidays without feeling guilty. One of the things that I love to do to start the new year is a program called the Five Day Reset Jumpstart. So this is a five-day program that helps you to kick the carb and sugar cravings to the curb. You actually help release some of the bloating and that feeling of having low energy and not being able to say no when all that leftover Christmas chocolate is put in front of you. So this is a program I've been doing for over a decade, especially in the new year. What it is, is for five days, you're having three complete meal replacements per day. You can choose chocolate and vanilla or the plant-based, which was my favorite. And then you have two healthy snacks, as well as you have your micronutrients. So you have your nutritional supplements from USANA, as well as your probiotic. And guess what? It comes in a beautiful red box with instructions, a checklist, and it is honestly one of the easiest programs to follow. Now, are you going to change your health in five days? Nope. Are you going to set yourself on a good foot forward in order to make those changes that you want to make in your health for 2021 with a five-day reset? Absolutely. And when you purchase using my link, you also get personal coaching with me and you get to be part of our group reset programs as well. So if you want to learn more about it, just check out bit.ly forward slash reset with USANA and USANA is all capitalized. I'll put the link in the show notes for you and you can check it out. So my friends, I encourage you to join me. I'm in the middle of my five-day reset as I record this, and I already feel amazing. It's one of my favorite things to do. So just visit bit.ly forward slash reset with USANA. USANA is U-S-A-N-A, -A, all caps. 
or just send me a message through any social. Say, hey, Julie, I heard about this reset thing and I want to learn more about it and see if it's right for me. I love to help you, my friends. Let's support each other and make 2021 our healthiest year ever. Let's get back to the podcast. So it's funny because I explained self-love is very similar to gratitude, right? You can practice gratitude. It's an action. And then you get to a state of gratitude where you're in it. It's the same thing with self-love. You practice your self-love. It's an action. And then you get to this state where you're fully in love with yourself. Um, And it's really cool. And people like, they ask me, they're like, how can I tell if I love myself or not? I'm like, go and sit with yourself. Take a minute, look in the mirror, pause and say, I love you. And if you love yourself, you will know. And if you don't love yourself, you will know. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that mantras are amazing tools when you believe it. Now I can sit and I look at myself in the mirror and I say, I love you. I love you. I love you. And every single time I say it, it hits home and it's like, yes. Right. But I spent years using the, I love you mantras going through these things. And I would say them, but I wouldn't feel it because on a deep level, I didn't love myself, but also like, I didn't, love or like myself, but I also knew I wasn't actually loving myself. Right. And it's, some of it was through food. It would be saying, I know what my body's asking for. I know the nutrients it's craving. And I'd be sitting there trying to eat ice cream to numb all these other feelings anyways. Right. And it would say, you say you love yourself, but you're not acting like it. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, that self-love I I've learned over the years and have observed other people. It's you get to that place of really loving yourself when you're actually living it. It's the same thing with your Mm -hmm. kids. It's the same thing with your partner or your parents. You can say, I love you, but if all your actions are actually things that don't help nurture them and help them grow and support them, then of course, if you were to say to them, I love you, they're going to be like, no, you don't. You're never here when I need help. You don't, when, if you're, if your kid's like, well, you say you love me, but then it's 10 o'clock at night and I'm still watching TV and you're not telling me it's time to go to bed. Like the self-love is yes, holding them when, and holding yourself when you're broken and you need that. But it's also being loving enough to say, I love you so much that I know that TV right now at 10 o'clock at night for you isn't actually going to help you. Right. And that's, I think where sometimes we use the self-love as the excuse to let ourselves watch the TV, eat the food, stay up too late, hang out with not the greatest people that don't help support us grow. And we allow those to happen from a place of saying, I'm loving myself, but really what it is, is it's more from that place of that numbing and allowing other activities and behaviors just to fill ourselves temporarily. So we feel fine in the moment, but not actually nurture us the way we really want to be and love ourselves really the way we want to be. You said something there that I think is really important for people to catch. And it's that you can say that you love yourself and you have self-love, but if the actions that you have and the way that you speak to yourself, when you're not looking in the mirror, aren't reflective of that, then it's, you're not actually practicing self-love. And I really hadn't thought about it in that way right? I, you know, we've talked before about this self-love, looking in the mirror, being able to say, I love you and feeling okay with it. And like really feeling it in your, your body and knowing that you love yourself. But what you just said about 
you know, that's one thing you say the words, but your actions don't reflect that. I feel like that's a missing piece for so many people, right? They might say, well, but I do the, I do say, I love you in the mirror. And then their actions aren't actually towards loving and caring for their, for their body, for their mind. You know, like you said, do I binge watch more Netflix? And listen, I watch Netflix. Okay. Like I, I'm not against Netflix. I actually, one of the reasons why my, I watch Netflix sometimes is because I'll work too much, which is also not loving for myself, right? It's not healthy. I need to, I need a break. And sometimes that break is binge watching a great show, but there's a difference between binge watching your show till midnight and not getting your sleep versus watching two or three episodes and being able to say, you know what, now the most important thing is for me to turn this off, get away from a screen and get myself ready to sleep because I love my body. So I feel like this is like a little, like, I feel like there should be a light bulb that appeared above my head because I have not heard someone talk about self-love in this way. And I think that's very powerful. So tell me a little bit more about your work around self-love and, and how you work with people and help them to kind of maybe get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I use the word self-love because it's something that everyone go, Oh, I've heard that before. But if you really break down self-love, like we said, in regards to that action, really what it is, is it's self-responsibility, right? Is it's taking care of yourself. So it's not nearly as sexy as when I'm like, I help you with your self-love. If I'm like, I help you take responsibility for yourself and actually do the things you know, you need to do. People are like, Oh, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But if you, uh, if you break it down, it's, um, it's like one of those things, like it's super simple, but also super complex, right? When you, when you jump into it, it's like loving yourself is being you. It's just being you. It's allowing yourself to be you because that's, that's, it's allowing yourself to be expressed. It's like, like, this is me, right? I used to turn down my volume and not talk as much and be like, like, no, like I'm just a light, Right. Same thing. I would be like, same thing, even just with like, I know I have a healthy, strong, beautiful body. And I think that that's sometimes where my overeating would also, that was another thing it would stem from is being like, oh, I should maybe dim myself down a little bit and be like a normal person and maybe not be quite as fit and beautiful because then I won't want to improve. I don't want other people to think that I'm better than them or other people to like more than like those would come up, but realizing like, but I shining my brightest self and being me doesn't dim anybody else. It's going to be what inspires them and gives them the ability to spark in them. So that way they can be their true self, right? So the most loving thing you can do for yourself is allowing yourself to be you like the things you want to do. Like you said, those TV shows that bring you to that help your brain shut off and like that, that's part of you loving you. Right. Mm -hmm. Same thing. We talked about the sugar early for some people eating the sugar when it doesn't mess them up on those other levels. Right. That's them loving themselves. The key is figuring out what, who is me? How do I be me? And how can I do those things that light me up? Right. The clothes I wear, the people I hang out with, the activities, right. Your photography is such a gift. Right. And if you didn't say yes to that, right. right? You could say, oh, well, if I do this photography, maybe somebody else is going to think that I think that I'm a better photographer than them. And my life is way more cool and all those other things. If you didn't step into you and say yes to you, you wouldn't have this beautiful gift to share with the world. And you wouldn't have that same level of self-love. So the more people be themselves and the more I be me and the more you be you, that, that is self-love is allowing yourself to be that best self and giving yourself what you really want. Right. And like I said, like, that's like, 
That's the very simple version of it. We can jump into yeah. the complex in a second, but that's the simple version. Just be you. <laughs> well, but I actually think that's already more than, that's already a huge ask. I really do. Like, I think the majority of people are walking around with not just a mask. I mean, I'm talking about masks and who we are and the more masks that we wear and the more we hide behind our labels, the less we are authentic to us. I really love that you mentioned the photography thing because, uh, you know, we're, we, as we started, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit unorganized this morning because I had to go, I love, I had to go to the beach because there was going to be a sunrise and you know, you're like, really? Like you had to go. I was like, yeah, I had not you, but like people might be thinking, what do you mean you had to go? Listen, there's a lot of rain here in the winter. It's very gray. And the, when the sun comes is going to come up and I see it on my weather app, I will go to the beach and I will miss other stuff. I might be a little bit disorganized. I might be late, but it doesn't matter because it fills me with so much joy. And then I'll, I will share some of my photography and what you said about photography and sharing it. What's really interesting is a lot of photographers don't share their work. Whether it's because they're nervous, I don't know the reasons behind, but you know, maybe they're nervous about being judged or their work getting stolen, which happens all the time with photography. Uh, but that to me is like, that's the gift part. Like you said, I love to take my photos. I've improved. I've gotten better over time, of course, because I've decided to work on my craft. And sometimes one photo impacts thousands of people and just makes them smile. And even you like, you know, when you post on Instagram and I see your big, beautiful smile and you just really enjoying life and you really posting your authentic feelings and your life, it does shine your light even brighter. And it makes me want to like, just step up even more because of what you're doing in that way. Now you do have a free offering that I notice uh, your seven day self-love. Is it a challenge? It is. So yeah, tell me, um, how do we, how do we get a hold of that? So you can like go that? to, there's a link through my Instagram or you okay. can go to my website. You can get through there. Um, but yeah, it's basically like, that's a really, that was a, a little gift for me. And it, it breaks it down some steps you can do to start to love yourself. I break down like the difference between loving yourself on a physical level, on a mental level and on a spiritual level, right? Like there's different parts of us and we want to be loved in different ways. So it's a really good, if you're like, I want to love myself, how do I even do this? Right. She says, Marissa says, okay, be, be yourself, be authentic. Great. <laughs> how do you do that? Right. Yeah. We know what we need to do, but how that will actually yeah. break it down for you. It'll give you some steps and oh. some stuff. So yeah. So it's a lot of fun. So that's, enjoy that. That's just a gift from me. Well, that's very generous. And I, I think it's a great way, you know, we've had many coaches on the podcast before. And what I say to people is if you choose to work with a coach, you have to find the one that aligns with you and finding a self-love coach. Like for me, it was so exciting because there's, you know, it is like a subset of the type of coaches that we have. And that focus on self-love is really special. And I do think it it is the foundation probably for a lot of the way coaches work, but you really embody that. And you really, you've done your own work in your own journey in that way. Um, before we kind of, you know, move to wrapping things up, I, I'd love to hear about some of the ways that you're practicing gratitude, whether it's on a daily basis or a weekly basis, what does that look like for Marissa? Um, 
I do it a lot on the daily basis for sure. So every day, minimum, I go through five things I'm grateful for. So my fiance, Kathleen, and I, um, every morning when we wake up, the first thing we do is we look at each other and we say, I'm happier, healthier, wealthier, more fit, and more in love with you than I was yesterday. Oh my gosh, please say that again. I'm like crying over here. I'm happier. You're so cute. I'm happier. I am healthier. I am wealthier. I am more fit and I am more in love with you than I was yesterday. And the really beautiful thing about this as well, like the affirmations is if in the morning I wake up and I say that, and I know yesterday I didn't love my body. When I say I'm healthier and more fit, the little thing will go off in my heart. And it's like, but you didn't. And then I'm like, you're right. And I will choose to do it today. So we start with that. And then on our morning walk or there in bed, we'll go through and we say, okay, what are five things you're grateful for today? So every day we list off a minimum of five things you're grateful for. Right now, I also have a gratitude buddy who's actually Kathleen's sister. So she's like my sister-in-law-to-be, I guess. She's basically, she's my sister, right? But I, I write the down the, my five things in my gratitude journal and I take a picture and I send them to her. And she has her gratitude journal. She writes down five things and sends yeah. them to me. So I have that, um, but also just like, it's, it's really become, it's a lifestyle. It's a practice. Cause once you start to teach your brain how to reframe things, right. And this is where like people, they see me on Instagram. Like you said, I'm a bright light. That is really me. I share those bright light moments, all those things to me. I also have equal amounts of not so bright moments that I don't share because that's me working through my stuff. Right. Um, but all those moments, all those things, it's because I've chosen to look at all the beautiful parts of life. It's because in all those moments, I'm choosing gratitude. Yeah. Every single moment of your life, when you start to train your brain to do that, every, there's blessings in everything. And it's just a matter of saying, I'm grateful for this. And how can I, how can I grow with it? So that's, that's a little bit of the ways I practice gratitude. Oh, I just, yeah, that made me teary just the way that you ladies greet each other in the morning. That's so beautiful. And what a great way to honor your partner too. Uh, in this new journey, as you said, you're newly engaged and you're on a, a different, you know, and on a, the next level in your journey. And that's so exciting. Um, I love, you know, I love hearing about people getting engaged and married and all these things during these times, because it's such a different time. And sometimes, you know, we might feel like we should put life on hold because we're like waiting for things to be over. And I love when I hear about people taking action in spite of, it's like, you know what? I just, I love you so much. I want to be married to you. Let's, you know, being engaged. Like it, it, it actually fills me with so much joy when I hear of people getting engaged. I've always loved it, but now I feel like in these times it's, we need it so much more. Like we need the reminder that love is still alive. Love is still really strong. Love is an energy. It's a source of power. It's more than just a physical love for your partner and an attraction like love. Anyways, love is just so much. And we've talked a lot about self-love in this and knowing that, and you know, there's, there's a power and a magic when we start with self-love. And then once we can do that, then the ability for us to just love all human beings as human beings, as each other is, is very exciting. So thank you for sharing that gratitude practice. Again, it's something I've not heard before. And I love when we can share different ways to be grateful with our audience. Thanks, Marissa. I appreciate that. My pleasure. So amazing. So Marissa, where do we find you? Where do you hang out most? I hang out most on Instagram. That's where 
that is like, that's me being me. That's where I just allow myself to show up and shine. Um, You'll also see it on Facebook just because I've said, you know what, I'm going to let that just flow over into Facebook, but I don't really manage it there. So my Instagram is marissa.hammond. You can find me there and you can also find uh, me on my website. If you want to look a little bit more about what coaching looks like with me, check that out or you can shoot me a message. And my website is marissahammondcoaching.com. And you said you have a new podcast? I do not. But Something I've been playing around with the ideas. Oh. Yeah, I've, I've been on a bunch of different podcasts. Oh, recently. okay. So that's fun. But I'm playing around with the idea of it. So maybe if I have enough people mention it to me. I was going to say. I will. <laughs> I was going to say, when someone asks you if you have a podcast, it usually means that we want to hear more from you. So <laughs> I do think, um, you know, people would really benefit from your point of view and the way that you live and your story is really powerful. And uh I've done this to a few of my guests. I'm like, tell me when your podcast starts. Cause I, I can't wait, um, you know, to just hear you sharing on a regular basis. So Marissa, you've been amazing. You've really been so generous with your time, with your story, really appreciate you. And just want to say thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast today. It is my pleasure. Thank you, Julie, for opening up the space and for sharing all your gifts and your love with me and allowing me to show up as me and for showing up as yourself. So thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for listening right to the end of the podcast, friend. I appreciate you. Did you enjoy this episode? Do you enjoy the podcast in general? It would mean so much to me if you would take the time to share this podcast with others. There's so many ways to share it through social media. You can share it directly through the Spotify app. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can post a screenshot to your stories. Whatever way is easiest for you, I thank you every single time you take a moment to share the podcast with others.